0: Don't just live life, make life boom. Hi guys, doing out there? It's Douglas Hamidishay for another episode of the Mic Drop Club. Now, I'm super happy to be doing this session. It's been quite a while, in fact, and I'm... Rather sad to do it in this fashion But it's, it's so, so important So I have to welcome back He's been doing his own thing On his own platform for a little bit My co-host Jingle He's in the background Waiting to drop some content Regarding this issue That needs to be addressed We're here to honour Celebrate the life Of the legendary rapper um, DMX And also talk to you guys About all the things Related to addictions And how we can better support Each other and other people Who are going through That same sort of crisis So no further ado, let's bring in Jingo to the mix Jingo, what's up, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good my brother, I'm good uncle um, and, you, and you're yeah. looking clear as well
1: For the first time For the first time <laughs> <laughs> in time many times, you know Investing is a beautiful thing, investing in yourself is a beautiful thing Most so,
0: definitely Yeah Most definitely, so
1: how's, how's the week been? Oh, week has been, man it went like a blur uh, to be honest with you, I can't really remember anything. But what I will say is, the thing that I can remember right now from the week, and I, I took from the week is, is the death of DMX, legendary yeah. rapper DMX, and you know, uh he meant a lot for you know. I would say, you know, your your generation too. He's part of your generation too. You know, he came out <laughs> in '88. So I like um, the way you say,
0: would, say your generation. Yeah, um. Uh, growing up with hip hop, DMX blew up in the late um, 90s, isn't it? Into the 2000s. So that mm. whole, um, the beat sequences that he was using in his delivery with Swiss beats sure. on a lot of the productions, you know, heavy, mm. heavy hitting beats and the, that raspy voice um, motivated me. It got me through a lot of um, dark times in my life. So um, DMX was one of the... Um, Founding members of Rough Riders, as you know, he was like the talisman of the whole, whole crew, really. His voice really carried everything. Frontline, frontline, frontline. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the first rappers to really put his heart on the sleeves in relation to his connection uh, with spirituality and, and God. So, and also still make that relevant in around the music for the streets as well. So big Mm -hmm. up to DMX for doing all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, And this is all about the the tragedy and the celebration of such a great artist. Not only was his pen lethal, his freestyle was off the chain, Uh off the chain. Anyone that has heard DMX speak, you know, that style of delivery where he's talking and he's almost finessing the poetry at the same time. You know, Mm -hmm. his voice has variation. It was never um, one tone, up and down. No matter what he was saying, um, so as a fan of hip hop, DMX, and obviously when I was going to gym, when I was working out, even to this very day, you know, when I work out, they always have a DMX track. Typically, um, my DMX tracks are number one has to be the Rough Riders anthem. You know? Oh, and, and, and yeah, 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 and yeah. X gonna give it to you. So when typically when I'm bench, bench pressing. And I hear that and I hear his vocal. It's like, it goes straight into my bones and it rattles Mm. me. So no matter what, what the plates are doing no, those plates are getting lifted. They're getting shifted. He had the voice (laughs) that was, um, motivating you. You were compelled to do something. You can never, I, I remember a time where I didn't get a job. I went for a job interview and foolishly, as I was driving, I was listening to, um, I think DMX's first album. Yeah, I was it was d first album. Hell, hell, hell. Yeah, yeah, it Dark and um, Hell is Hot, right? I was listening to yeah, that. Dark and hell, and hell is Hot, yeah. Yeah, so normally when, I do, when I'm driving towards a, a, a meeting or, or an interview of, of such, I have something more calm. But for some reason, I didn't explain. And I remember arriving there so amped up, so pumped up that... Um, I knew I had pressure of speech and pressure pressure of Mm. speech is like when you talk very, very fast. Yeah, Mm. I was very animated with my hands. But that was the effect DMX was having on me at that time. So (laughs) it it has inspired me many times. And obviously for this job interview, I, I flunked it because yeah, I was so, I was so not in my normal calm reflective state of mind, but it's all good. It's all good because again, everything has a purpose. And that job in in all honesty, I didn't need that job anyway. There were better opportunities that came my way, but we just want to pay homage. This is a guy that DMX L Simmons who died at the age of 50. You know, 50 50. is still young. You know, he's still youthful. He still had that voice. The voice was not croaky at all. That shows a sign of age, you know, but um, he... Not only for his talents as a rapper, actor as well. Um, he was somebody that I would say um, lived out his addiction in the public eye. Yo, and
1: let me just, may I, may I elaborate on that? Go ahead, um, go ahead. It's for you. You know, one I, I remember one person said, I don't know where, where, I, where I, I think where I read this last night. One person said that, you know, there was a time in the 90s when Tupac died, um, most rappers were not really authentic, you know, with, you know, expressing what is really going on in their, in their life. The, you know, everybody was, DMS came in the era of the bling bling, you know what I'm saying? You know, the y, y, YMCMB, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Young Money, yo, bling bling, you know, Lil Wayne, everybody was just wearing bling bling, everybody was just talking about, you know, the money and all that stuff there. And literally. BMX literally filled that gap of that real hip hop rap, you know, people can feel, you know what I'm saying? People can really take from and really use it in their lives in a, in a sense, in it? Because everything else was just materialistic. But,
0: yeah. you know, the message, I said, the, you know yeah, the message was powerful and the delivery mm-hmm. made it ever more potent. Yo. It was almost like spoken word with a beat. Yeah, um, and then listening yeah. to spoken word, those words are, are crafted in such a way that you're you're compelled to do something. Just, it does mm. shake it does take you to the core. But he had that delivery, um, similar to James Brown. I would say he had the James Brown type of flow um, in terms of the the, the the raw emotion. But he was more mm. you could more legible. You could actually hear what he was saying. Yeah, with James Brown, yeah. you could like you know this guy. Yeah, <laughs> you just know he's saying something powerful. <laughs> And but you yeah. don't quite get it straight away. You but really it. you heard every word. It was crystal clear. You there was no like I didn't. What's he saying? You know you know mm. what he's saying. Um. So mm-hmm. him and there's another rapper that um unfortunately had to go prison for some misdemeanors, some serious crimes. In fact, that was mystical. He had that oh, James. He had Bruce. that James uh, Brown type voice as well, but again, the the content is completely different. Mm. Between DMX and Mystical, the content delivery and the style of the beats. I'm I'm more a New York fan of rap anyway. You know, so okay. that 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 there was something that um I really gravitated to. But yeah. as we were saying before, living out your life in in media, particularly when you got an addiction, cannot be an easy thing. hmm Do you think?
1: Yeah, um, there is, come on, pressure i mean you you got like a hundred million million people just you know watching you every day, like you know what I'm saying when like you know when you there's a say there's pressure when it comes when you when you have a gift in the public eye pressure you know there are you know certain opinions about you, you know people that don't you know what i'm saying that that just really throw at you and, and etc. like that, but I feel as though you know um obviously. DMX is human, man. DMX is human. But, you know, right now, because cause he died right now, like, but before this, like, people thought he, he, he handled it well. Obviously, we know that he went, he went through addiction all that stuff there, but we always knew that he was strong. Do you get what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: that mis- misconception of, 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 of that, you know what I'm saying, people have on, on people like artists, you know what I'm saying, we need, to stop, we need to stop that, you know what I'm saying? I feel like people need to rearrange their mind when it comes to that because they're human just like us, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm. When, when when the tributes were, were were flowing in and all that stuff there, all I could hear is yo, shake back, you know what i'm saying hey you your on fire come on get get obviously we we get it obviously like it's tributes, but if we have that concept obviously that like that that uh that perception of a person for many years and et cetera like that, and not knowing that he's also human, you know what i'm saying um, yeah absolutely
0: yeah. absolutely, and you cannot talk about addictions without first of all debunking demystifying what addiction is and mm. for anybody that lists that's listening and thinks that addictions are things to be ashamed of or are things that are only relating to drugs and alcohol you are wrong there are many things that we as human beings are addicted to okay the the, the, the issue um, always boils down to is it affecting your ability to live your life to your fullest potential is it impacting the lives of other people in a, in a mm-hmm. negative way, okay? But we all have addictions from caffeine to um, cannabis use, smoking, to sex, mm-hmm. to overworking. You know, these are all addictions that you're doing. These are things that you are doing to escape something that you are feeling or experiencing in your life. And G- DMX's background was such that he was in care. This is a, This is a guy that came through the care system. He went through foster care. So he understood rejection on top of the poverty that you are experiencing being brought up in that sort of environment. So to be rejected by your parents is not something that anyone can look down upon in terms of how you respond, because unless mm. you walk that walk yourself and being betrayed by people that um, are responsible for your care, mm. you cannot then say I- somebody, you know how you would respond in that situation. You know, mm. so I, I, look at, I look at this as, you know, when we start talking about legacy, you know, Dimex is, is, is a survivor. He has survived 50 years, yeah. opposed to him having perceived as, oh, you succumbed to a drug addiction. know he mm. was surviving. Addictions, mm. um, these are coping strategies. And what we can mm. say is maybe, in hindsight, there are safer alternative coping strategies right? Mm. If you're able to access them, if they are mm. tailor-made to yourself, yeah, meaning you understand the process, there's no point in going through a coping strategy that you cannot actually do. Yeah? yeah. Not, not, not every day your therapist is waiting for you on the phone, you know, at two o'clock yeah. in the morning and you, you get that dark thought that you need something. Therapists might not be there until nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Mm. Who is around you? And let's be honest, the the music. Let's
1: talk about that. Yeah, the surrounding of of of, of one. Yeah,
0: your surroundings. Your surroundings. Um, can enable you to, um, thrive. Yeah, Yeah. or literally dissolve. It can. Mm -hmm. It could do either or. And in in the ghetto situation, in the poverty situation, this is before he blew up as a rapper, and even during because just because somebody's a signed artist selling millions of copies, it doesn't mean they are rich in the terms of having enough money to live independently. Okay. You're still a modern day slave for the label. You see what I mean? Forget the trappings that you see around you. You know, look at the title deeds for some of the things like the masters. You produce all of these great content. Who owns your masters? Who owns okay, the you masters. A, you're in a bigger house. Who owns the house? You have Who a chain on your, on your neck. You know, is that bought with your advance? So your next sales yeah. have to be, um, first used to pay back some of those advanced pay payments that, that you've done. Yeah. So, which, so is it the pressure? And obviously knowing that you in the music industry, you'll be let down. And Tim Ex was very candid. He was let down by many artists, many chief mm. executives for labels. He's gone through that as many other rappers have gone through that as mm. well and are still going through that. Mm-hmm. The difference is this, he, when you already have an addiction
1: mm.
0: that is exacerbating that situation, mm. you know, exacerbating that situation, particularly if you're creative and you want to express yourself and knowing that, okay, fine. If I want to express myself as an outlet for, to cope with my pain, I can't do it anymore as such because my label is controlling the vehicle of which I use to express myself. Yeah. You know, can you imagine if somebody says to you, I only feel free. I only feel free when I'm on the stage performing. And many artists say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of artists are very shy, introverted. But they will say to you, but when I'm on stage in front of screaming fans, that's the time I'm most happiest. Mm. Right. That is therapy but, to them. It, like in a way that is therapy. Um,
1: but um, to, to really, sorry, to really elaborate on that, it's artificial therapy. Uh,
0: it, it never does mm. the work.
1: It, ne- it, never, it never really does the work. Um,
0: it depends. It, it depends. It's an individual thing. But if somebody's using therapy to cope, mm. and life is about coping, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and um, if someone else is controlling when you have access to your fans, for example, you're a signed artist and say mm-hmm. you're you only feel free and you're using this as a coping strategy and all that kind of stuff. But for you to perform on the stage, your label has to first agree a venue, okay. has to sell tickets, mm-hmm. you have to produce product. You saw me you there's so many um, um, opportunities for failure along that line. So when you're in your dark moment, when you need something, it's not there. You don't, you don't have access to it. So therefore yeah. you can then reach for something else to replace that feeling. You know, um, I've spoken to many artists um, mm. and this is something that always comes up, always comes up. Unless you're an artist, you you, you wouldn't know what that process of creation is and what it does for you. Um, some people are not artists, they are. Um, sports people, but you speak to somebody mm. that's a competition athlete. That was to tell you in that moment when you are at one, if you exercise or you're training or you're in competition, you also do feel free, you know? Mm-hmm. So the, no matter what, it, depending on what you're going through in life, what mm. I'm trying to express here is, uh, the avenues that DMX had, and he, he, he grew up in an environment whereby some of his foster carers were in what faith-based DMX mm-hmm. is, is known to be able to read and recite the Bible back and front back, back from, forth. but back and forth. So that's not the issue as such, because he knows the word. The mm-hmm. The issue is this, as you were saying, Jingo, And another want you talk it's about it more about the, vi- the um, the environment, how your environment, um, Oh uh, shit like bad company grass group card issue like do you have yes men
1: do you yeah. or, or do you have people like because the, the thing is here if you just have yes men around you there is no growth and, and the issues that which which are the root problems that you in your life it won't be solved um let me just let me just elaborate in terms of obviously like you know um you really define in terms of i feel like there's many ways of, of therapy in it to understand but the, the question is which one is more beneficial do you what i'm gonna say now, when DMX used to go, I'm just saying, let's, let's not really put it that because that's a whole legend and, you know, let, let him rest in peace. But let's just say an example as an artist, right? Like you said, many artists say that they feel free when they are on stage. Now, let's, let's like, the reason I said that's an artificial ther- th- therapy, you know, session going on is because when they get off the stage, they need to face the reality of it. Of their problems So mm-hmm. it's just like It's like a It's like a boosting what, 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 I don't know what you say It's like a boosting mechanism I don't, I don't know what What really call it It's like an antidote It's like mm-hmm. You know It's like an antidote that, that, that just helps For a good 50 seconds And No 56 No 50 seconds But let's say an hour Like the show is an hour It's half mm-hmm. an hour But they have the really the Reality hits back So that's why I'm trying to say That you know Like DMX Right From the time he was young Like, it, like at the end of the day there was root issues that he had to to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not saying at the end of the day, it's 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 the person's responsibility. At the end of the day, do you understand? You can push them to to an extent. Okay, go therapy, go this, and go and do that. Do you understand? But yeah. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't really. You know, uh, think that you know. Like I said, like, like, like we just elaborated on. It's like he had the, the the a good structure of people around him to to really motivate him. Because I yeah, feel sure. like, you know, he made all this money. He made all this money. And obviously DMX is, is a character himself. Bro is bro was a gangster. So you can't really tell him anything like that and like that. Understand? So I guess maybe people were, were scared to really tell him about really and truly in terms of how they really feel. Like, yo, bro, like, you got to you, hey, yo, take this seriously, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or else something bad will happen to you.
0: Understand? We don't know. Mm. We don't know if. Yeah, yeah. We don't know the don't know the details, but certainly what you're saying, I can totally understand that viewpoint because the environment around a lot of hip hop music, hip hop artists, is one of um, sex, drugs, mm-hmm. rock and roll. That is the lifestyle you're living—that bling lifestyle. So no matter how you try to be a a light and um, be positive, when you got um, your crew because there's a code of the streets that still prevails in in the hip hop. You come up with your clique, you come up with your boys, okay? Your girls, you come up with your clique, you come up together. And if they live in a lifestyle where um, it's it's strip clubs, it's groupies everywhere you're going, um, at free flowing access to drugs um, and alcohol, okay? That is the environment that is very, very difficult for you to um, maintain your own sanity let alone if you already have a predisposed weakness to drugs. It's mm-hmm. like if you've got, you got a natural um, um, addiction, addi- if you've got an addictive personality, I have. I know I have addictive personality. Um, mm-hmm. I know I cannot put myself in certain environments because I know that that temptation, if I was to go there, I would be hooked. So what mm-hmm. I do with my personality, because I've, grown to understanding it, I'll make sure if I got addiction addictions, I try and make them safer addictions. So when I mm. really start working, I will really work, 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 work. And my partner, she's there to keep me back, and remind re- me and say, no, that's enough. You need to go to bed, blah, blah, blah. And this goes back to what you saying in terms of having support, but you gotta know yourself. So people who have addictions, this, these, are, these people should not be vilified. It's, it's a tragedy. And then you go look at the responsibility of your label because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you are a paid employee. Mm. Okay, so they have, they, it's incumbent on your employer to ensure that your work environment is also safe. Okay, mm-hmm. you have all these artists complaining about um, being um, taken for, not taken for granted, exploited by the music industry, isn't it? Mm. You know, Thinking they're making millions, right? but their bank account does not reflect the amount of sales they have brought to the label. Yeah. Yeah? Ah, You see that all the time. Yeah. And I think the time has come. And certainly when I was, um, 10, 10 years ago, even 15 years ago, they were talking about creating unions for musicians. You know, we do know, um, I think five, six years ago, um, the actors union shut down Hollywood because actors Uh have a union. And yeah. they were complaining about the rights and all that kind of stuff. NBA, the NBA, even the NBA has a union. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they they need to be a union for um, um, um artists and I think Master that way- P,
1: Master P, um mentioned that Master P in, did it. In okay, his okay cool, we we need a union. Um, obviously in the hip hop world, hmm. even Funk Master Flex. Majority of the time, I don't even agree with his with his opinions, but he was very right in a sense that you know. The same thing you said, like he said, you Law failed DMX. The music industry, the hip hop industry, failed DMX.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's a tough one to call because um, mm. it, I think it certainly contributed to a greater no, no, it's, it yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just I'm just, just greater, telling you it's not what um I'm yeah not yeah I, I to, I'm totally with it to a greater or less degree. It's exposure, Mm. you know, and Mm. you said something about responsibility at the end of the day. Even if you have addiction, at some level you have responsibility for some of the decisions you've made. Um, Mm. The trauma that DMX has gone through was already there before he was an artist. Of course. You you see? So the the therapy for him to overcome and to come to terms and rebuild Mm. his life was never there. He just had a phenomenal talent. Mm. that enabled him to have access to to drugs, access to mm. a lifestyle that didn't support him in mm. a healthy way. So all the mm. people around him, if it, if he was in sports, it might be sports people, but he happened to be in hip hop and acting, but particularly the hip hop world. And it's, a, and
1: world. It, and it's mm. a very aggressive, it's a very aggressive industry. Let's be real. It's a very aggressive industry. You, you don't show emotion, you don't do nothing. But I feel like, you know, I think because a lot of artists, hip hop artists that died of drug overdose and all that stuff there. Um, I, I don't know a lot you know, all, all on top of my head and etc. like that. MC and all that stuff there. It's like, you know, they didn't really show emotion like DMX. DMX showed enough emotion for us to be like, you know what, let's grab this brother by the hand and let's really help
0: him. You yeah, help yeah. Say, I, I, when yeah. I was listening to DMX, I wasn't thinking he needed help as such. Mm-hmm. Not, not in those days with Rough Riders Anthem. I was thinking this guy needs help. I was thinking these guy's here to help me. I feel like <laughs> fact, you, you can elaborate on to that. Cause obviously like yeah, yeah. You, you were- yeah, That's, why, that's why I feel, cause I'm consuming the music. Mm. Yeah, I'm, you have to be of certain disposition to go into a recording studio, recite lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> do you mm. lay down your verses, promote the mm. material, do video. I, I was a consumer of music mm. and I still am today. So. I didn't understand it until word came out that, okay, this DMX um, has a drug addiction. Okay. Mm. A lot of these rappers have a drug addiction. A lot of these rappers come from that, my house.
1: You know, when you were, when you were consuming, like, obviously like when he came out in 98 and you was like, oh, he's a dope rapper. And then you found
0: out what, how because, many years because, No, no, no. It was like literally within two, three years after he, mm. in probably 2000, 2001, mm. Yeah. Oh. But it's for me, that's never the issue because a lot of rappers come out from that cloth. Either mm. they're, 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 they're the byproduct of, of a relationship where one of, the, one of their parents is sold drugs or used drugs. Yeah. Mm. This is a common theme. So when, I, when you say DMX was, when I found out DMX has a drug, a drug problem, that's no different. Rappers are talking about selling drugs. Rappers are mm. talking about using drugs. All mm. the time. Do you see mm. what I mean? So it's just to what degree that um, has it um, has it gone um, to? on the bastard, rest his soul as well. He mm. took a drug overdose. He was one of my favorite rappers. Okay, mm. and he he came out with a style that was completely unhinged. You know, unorthodox. You know, Grammy nom- no- nominated supremely talented who like the rick james of rap rick james Elvis all that mixed into one with shaolin his technique of rapping was for me as to this very day unsurpassed is phenomenal talent but he had a drug addiction you know so part of that that culture of the music and we've talked about being real is because rappers have to the perception of being real is to reflect the environment that you're being in that's why drugs are always spoken about has always spoken about violence. It's always spoken about the coming from violence. So, yeah. growing up, for me to understand what our brothers and sisters were going through in the States, it was listening, it was listening to hip hop music. I mm. wanted to really know yeah. the pulse, the temperature it is on the streets, you know, in any of those places. I knew when I went to the States for the first time, at age 23, I already knew some of the, some of the, the, the states' street names. And yeah, what to expect but, from there, because I've right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I already had all of that knowledge yeah. through the lyrics because they're that transparent. But getting back to addictions and what can you do then if you, if you have an addiction, um, mm. the first thing is obviously you need to go and get therapy. You need to mm. first accept therapy. And one of the first premises that, um, and D-Mex has gone, has taken himself into therapy several times. It's not like he hasn't reached out for help. He has gone himself voluntarily. He's been responsible enough to go for therapy. Now, just Mm. because you've gone for therapy doesn't mean it's going to work the first time. First time. Consistency is everything. It doesn't mean it's going to work the second time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep at it. You know, take Mm -hmm. every day as it comes. When it comes mm. to these addictions, but if anybody is listening, with, with listened- people, with
1: people that that encourage you in, in that, in, in, in like in, in the whole process, with people that are very strong-minded, that can tell you, like you know,
0: yeah, and remember, if- so the industry does not support um people that are going through drug drug um addictions because they I did, they might actually need you in that state so that they can yeah. fleece you for your money, so you cannot see how they're taking you for um. Uh, a, uh, a sucker right. you I so mean That's, it, it's actually it better yeah lot, give him a, a bag of weed he's yeah, quiet G- give him his all the cocaine he needs he's fine give her all mm-hmm. the they'll the watch you destroy yourself and collect your loot okay so mm-hmm. with dmx for me this was this is heartbreaking to be honest <laughs> but hard. his his music lives on his lyrics are powerful this is a guy that was uh uh, beyond his time in terms of his delivery, and that delivery is so unique. Any, I've not heard anybody come out like that since. Because yeah. you can't. That's a signature. You know when something. I, I, I don't think anybody can imitate style.
1: DMX. He's not. And nobody can in this in this industry can imitate DMX or yeah, steal but, his
0: style. Yeah, exactly. There were, the, a lot. A lot of rappers are measured by how many how many styles did you father. How many styles did your father? And I remember the very early on days with, um, was it DMX used to have beef with another rapper called K Solo when they first came mm-hmm. out, because I think they spent time as a juvenile correctional facility. And K Solo had this flow where he could like literally rap about the alphabet, Letterman style, mm-hmm. yeah? And make mm-hmm. words and rhymes out of the alphabet. And because mm-hmm. they spent time together, when K Solo, DMX had this, they had this issue when K, K Solo thought, were accused dmx was stealing some of his style but that delivery no that that delivery is unique and um we just want yeah, to let, say
1: and, and, and let me tell you about you know in terms of you know i'm, I'm a, obviously we're from different generations in it so it's like the music right now that that um that is popping right now you wouldn't know you know what i'm saying and obviously for me i have an also uh and I just want to tell, tell you in a sense of, in terms of how DMX really impacted the, the hip hop industry in terms of like, obviously like uh, the rapping patterns and et cetera, like that. So right now in New York, there is a drill scene, right? Mm-hmm. For the drill scene. And it consists of having a UK beat, a UK drill beat. Mm-hmm. And there is ad Every The ad libs are, are, are the thing, you know, pow, a a, pow, i i, all these things. Mm-hmm. When, when you really look at, in terms of the root of it is DMX. DMX was the first person
0: to have ad libs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like okay, more, okay. Yeah, From yeah, you, DMX. you're
0: youngin', so um, yeah, I'm not gonna correct like, you on that yeah. one. But ad libs are in hip hop, but yeah, you're right. No, in terms of doing it like, in doing it, doing it that style. Yeah, I get you, you're right. To doing that style, you can uh, you can always trace it back. And because when it comes to creativity nobody owns the right to creativity but one of the things that we do measure in terms of influence as rappers so exactly what you're doing is since, mm. since, since this artist has come out how many styles have they birthed and that's what you're saying which i'm agreeing mm. that style of ad-libbing is a style that you've you have birthed like say um like we've talked about kooji cool rap then you say nas mm. you say cool G rap you you say rakim you still say mm. nas you see what I mean you can mm. but Nas also birthed his own style uh, yeah. out of that is influence because we are like a sponge when it comes to creativity, we draw upon influences all around us. But there's mm. one thing that, as you were saying, that is undisputed was, um, he's archetype artist, his archetypal, meaning mm. he, before him and after him, he set the, he set the bar. in terms set of that tongue. delivery bar, and he's yeah. got, and he's got so many, um, Credits to his name. He's starred in one of my best films of all time that I love watching, which is Belly. I love that film. I can watch it anytime. Sit back, kick back, popcorn, JD and Coke, and I'm one, I'm good. You know, so yeah, for my lifestyle, you know, I wouldn't have this frame. It, DMX is on my playlist, like I was saying right at the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. I always play. I cannot do sure. one workout without one DMX. Oh, on Hey Hunk, let me tell you something.
1: DMX, every time when I when I have a when I shave my head bold and shiny, I have to play DMX how's it going. <laughs> I have to do it. I have to be in the mirror. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's
1: like now it's the 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 I even put a tweet on, it will never be the same again. The feeling is because I know now, you know, the legend has passed. It's like it's not gonna be the same feeling again but I just want to add as well please guys you know whoever has in your family that has drug addiction and stuff so, and like that remind them of the blessings that they have remind them of the impact that they have you know what I'm saying on the, the, the impact that they have on, on, on your life you know what I'm saying I mean I feel Same. like DMX knew that you understand but he was a man that didn't know his that didn't know you know the, the presence that he carried man and the aura that he really carried
0: in the, uh, the hip hop scene. Do you get what I'm going to say? Yeah. I, so, uh, do you know what? You're right. And I would say this. Addictions are deep. And I completely agree with you when talks about supporting other people. Support people unconditionally. And do not support people with conditions that they behave in a way that you would behave. You think you would behave if you had the addiction. This, this mm. is the problem. Because this, this sets up an expectation that, okay, you've got addiction, right? Thank you for telling me but I still expect you to behave your, in a normal way. With mm. addictions, you can understand what's happening on a biological level, yeah? You're no longer thinking in a corpus mentis way. Drugs have taken off your neurotransmitters. Drugs are saying to you, you need this to survive. The body says it needs it. It mm. needs it. So that is a, that's a different situation to say the body just wants something, when your mm. body's telling you it needs it, and I've, it seen, needs, this, needs. I've, I've mm. seen this when I've supported um, young people who grew up um, as babies with addictions because their parents were high on drugs. So they were born mm. as babies addicted to drugs. When the body no says food. it needs something, it's not, you're no longer in the rational frame of thinking. This is, this is how bad drugs are on, on people, yeah? So it's about being, being able to support each other Unconditionally. if it means you have this person's going to spend time in prison, that is what you still need to support them through the process. Um, they oh. end up becoming um, um, thieves. People break into houses for addictions. Mm. You know, they'll mm. do the most heinous crimes, some of them, mm. because of their yeah. addictions. I've seen people addicted to alcohol that have been so suicidal that they needed to be restrained, like on and off for like days, on and off restraining, because if you let them go, because the, the body needs the alcohol, yeah, they'll either want to kill themselves or hurt somebody else. Because these addictions are real. They're, they're, they're nothing to be played with. So if you know um, that you have this inclination to be addicted to something, yeah, you, uh-huh. you should try to limit your exposure to things that could potentially make you an addict. You know, yeah. dip in, dip out. But also, yeah, go on, Jenga, So, I'm talking too much on that one.
1: No, 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 it's, it's cool. Um, it's just, you know, you brought up, you know, like I I've I had an addiction. I mean, it's not co- it's not cocaine or whatnot. It was weed. <laughs> and I was addicted for weed for two years, three years, tops. And it ruined my life, man. It ruined my life. It ruined my relationship with my friends. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, like, you know, it, it made me do things that I never thought I would do. Like, you know, for you to feed your addiction, you know what I'm saying? You need to ask money and you, I, you know, you know, people are on addiction. They are very creative. They are very creative liars. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I would tell them about the craziest thing. Listen, my grandma is in hospital. I need mm. this. Literally. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, I need electric right now, please. D-d-d-d-d. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, you know, but what I've learned is, you know, me overcoming addiction and all stuff there. But I, I wouldn't say right now, like, you know, um, I, I, I don't get I don't get I, I don't get, um, I, I don't get the, the, the urge to do it Is The thing that, that keeps me going Is understanding As to why I stopped it mm. What the pain the, the pain You know what I'm saying and, and, and the hurt You know what I'm saying And, and just And just the troubles That, that you brought me Do you understand mm. So it's like You know um, People with addictions should just You know um, Just encourage your people With addictions In terms of like You know Seeing the, the milk and honey, you know what I'm saying, on the other side, it's all about seeing the milk and honey on the other side. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm no. saying. And it it's, all... it's it's a hard process, and you need, like I said, you do need, you know, uh, a, a structure of friends and support. Absolutely. Today, you know what I'm saying? If you try to go sway right, sway left, you know what I'm saying, they, they won't have no problem throwing hands yeah. with you because yeah. they they love they love you so much that they don't want to go they don't want,
0: they don't want go in the, going that road. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. The love that's unconditional. That's what people need because it's a long process, you know, and some of these issues that, that um, make people susceptible to drug addictions go over and beyond the hip hop music, you know, there, there are major issues in terms of society, you know, poverty, all of these things come into, come into effect when we're talking about um, addiction. So we must always remain um, encouraging, hopeful, that they'll be able to pull themselves through. And there's nothing wrong in once in a while checking in on on each other. Don't just check in on, on each other just because you've had a breakdown. Just check in, a phone call. You know, these things can serve as distraction techniques um, to help somebody get through. And that might be enough for them to see another day. And another day yeah. brings about another challenge. So um, this is, I think, going to back jingle's point when you If you know as a coping strategy, you have to be on stage. Sometimes you can't be on stage. You need to have a toolkit of coping strategies to help you through addiction. So you have something you could do no matter where you are from your positive affirmations to keep you going um, to a friendly um, clique of people that generally think about you in in a way that's not trying to fleece you for your money. You need to have um, hope that you can pull yourself through. You'd be able, you need to even you need to even have stories from people that have gone through what you've gone through and made it the other side. It's hard when you yeah. don't. It's really hard when yeah. you don't have anybody that has come through the other side and, it's and through.
1: I mean it's all about relation. like yeah. Some people, you know what I'm saying? You you, you want somebody that's, that, that knows your pain in and that that you know that that went through it. And that was my thing when I went through my addiction, is like people that telling me like, yo, man, just leave just leave crow in there. Like, what do you know, bro? Are, are, you, are you there when, when I'm having these cold sweats? Like, do you, mm. do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. Are you there yeah. when, when I'm going through my, my, my depression? And I, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I feed myself to, you know what I'm saying, to numb the depression, to do this. And, you know, just to tell the, the viewers right now, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I was suicidal. And I feel like, um, I, I mean, I, I attempted suicide. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I feel, and, I, and right now looking back at it, it was the drugs that really amped it up you know what I'm saying? It's, you know what I'm saying? And, you know. Yeah, it's uh, not easy. It's not easy. And
0: we've, we've, we've discussed that in detail before. And that show we did was super powerful. So I expect you for you be comfortable to talk about that. And because, again, you want to get yourself in a situation. No matter what you've experienced, you're able to talk about it. Some mm. of these hurts, when you're really going through it, you can't even talk about it. Because you're, you're not there yet. You know, so I mean, you're mm. not at the stage where you can articulate it. And you know, sometimes surfacing these feelings when the, the support is gone, where do the feelings go? You know, that's why therapy can help you so, much, so far because you have a good therapy, therapy session mm. with your therapist. They expose all of these mm. dormant emotions. They take you back to the past emotionally. Mm. And then you feel good, you feel safe. And mm. then the session's finished. Then you're on the bus going home then you're by yourself. You don't have a way to put those feelings back, in, back into that safe place that, that, that you're dealing with. They're now exposed. That's why a lot of people that sure. go through therapy, immediately after, they're at a higher risk if they don't have that support around them, if they don't have that debriefing situation where they can get, give themselves back to normal and reframe the day. Because these things are not easy, not easy at all. But mm. on my on my my closing remark is for everybody support each other love each other DMX sure. you know you're a legend and your music lives on as mm. all the other legends that have gone before you they live on they they they're not hidden you know in fact you're going to be playing your stuff more now than it's been played ever before so for that note.
1: Okay guys everybody ready
0: Atomic mic drop be- <laughs> Sure there you go. Bit delayed, legend. but you're <laughs> a legend. You're legend. Top five dead or alive. <laughs> Top five definitely. dead or alive of all time. Dmx. And Jingo, b- pick up your, your channel quickly before we bounce.
1: Yeah. So guys, I have a podcast called the Best Kept Secret Podcast. Um, it's you can find it on YouTube and. You can- Ladies
0: <laughs> and gentlemen, check it out. Jingles, jingles
1: yes jingles jingles we'll get back to the jingle jingles for the micro club soon anyway oh, most with, definitely. The, the best, <laughs> with the best kept secret you know what i'm saying find, find me on apple Podcasts, uh, find me on Port Beam and iheart radio you know what i'm saying iheart radio also have a, a podcast you know um, section you know what i'm saying so if you like listen to iheart radio support a brother there um, spotify has problems right now but obviously like i'm i'm amend a that but yeah um, but you can find me on YouTube and et cetera like that, guys. Um, I talk about social issues, faith-based. Um, I, I have a segment called Real Life Stories. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, people that overcame over drug addiction, the people that overcame traumatic experiences, just give them that platform just to, you know, uh, impact the world, man. Because I'm saying, because I feel like, you know, a per- when a person hears your story or anybody that, he- that, that hears a story, their life can just change in, in, a, in a drop of the moment. You can give them that hope. So yeah, guys, you know yeah, best kept secret podcast. Follow R.I.P. R- DMX, Instagram, best kept secret on Facebook, best kept secret and R.I.P. DMX top five dead or alive rappers of all time. Thank you Amen for your work, that. bro.
0: Amen to that. We out.